I think we just realized that it takes both of our strengths, swimming and running, and um, it evens us out pretty well and uh, really plays off of both of those strengths because there's nothing else like this where it, it fit us really well. Welcome to the Low Tide Boys, a swim run podcast. I'm Chip. And I'm Chris. And this is episode 163 of the show. Partners Month continues with the team that is near and dear to our hearts, Team Landshark, a.k.a. Sarah Monk and Matt Murray. They're based out of Colorado, and we love their positive vibe and sense of wonder for what is possible with Swim Run. And team name. Great team name. Of course. Name. Great team name. But first, training update. We're still back in, in base building mode, but uh, we have a few uh, race announcements. Feet, feet of endurance <laughs> Feet of endurance uh, in, the, in the future. <laughs> I signed up for a 50K. Uh, which is in March, and then Chris is ramping up. He is doing the Eugene Marathon, but you're you're guiding your cousin who is blind. He's vision impaired. Yeah, yeah. First time, April. First time. Um, we've been talking about racing together for a super long time, and yeah. honestly, what really got me the idea was last year when I did the LA Marathon, pushing a sled. That's right. Uh, with uh, with Hayats, Contra mm-hmm. Boy, Contra Boy John. Um, so so yeah. So I was like, let's make it happen no matter what. So. You know. And you already have the tether. If you need, if that's a way to make that happen, that so. is a way. I think we're going to do with him just having his hand on my elbow the whole time, which I guess is another. Okay. Anyway, we're going to practice. Yeah. We're going to do all kinds of stuff. It'll be great. Another partner, maybe. Well, maybe you yeah. can test out some new partner. <laughs> yeah, signaling we can we can incorporate <laughs> into our swim run. Yeah, in case. Uh, yeah. Anyway, for sure. now on to this week's shout out. A very special one for Valentine's Day week. Yeah, our shout-out this week goes to our friend Sean. You might know him best as Monk One of the Swim Run Monks. He recently announced that he and his wife are expecting their first child this summer, a little girl, baby girl. So, Mazel Tov. Congrats. Great news. Exciting stuff. Babies are the best. <laughs> well. When they're not yours. Yes. <laughs> we love our kids, but we're glad those periods yes. are over. But a new adventure for Swim Run Monk Sean. Yeah. Now for our newest segment, the Wisdom Nugget of the Week. This one again comes from Mark Allen, and it goes, Uncertainty is the test of trust. Become comfortable with it. Yeah. Yeah, there's a... This one was a little out there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of uncertainty. But we're talking about about partnerships, right? This is Partners Month. You know, you have to trust. There's obviously things that can go wrong. You know, you're not gonna, you're not in your partner's head the whole time. But yep. hey, you know what? If you can just have that, trust, that's come the, comfortable with it. That's the same sort of message that I pried out of it. I, I lashed onto the trust word, and I was like, uncertainty and trust. You definitely have to trust in your partner, and obviously, we have a a, lo- a large bit of trust forged we have between deep, us. Deep base, deep base of trust, trust. <laughs> and endurance miles. <laughs> Um, from you know being friends for a decade or so, but um, that's not the case with every partner, and there is some some bit of that. And uh, there's also another one. I had a college baseball coach told me, "Be com- be comfortable with being uncomfortable." So it's kind of a similar thing. Bonus wisdom, if, nugget. bonus wisdom nugget of the week. There, I don't even know the name to to give him proper credit. Okay. Co- coach uh, Coach Wilson from uh, Sierra College. Um, is that actually his name? That is his name. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, trust 
it might be uh, it might be a little bit tough when if you're just starting out as partners, but uh, you know what helps build trust? Swim running. Well, that of course, yes. But uh, communicating that does help. You have to communicate. Yeah, no absolutely. one, no one's expecting to read your mind, and no one's expecting you to read anyone else's. I plus one. Yeah, <laughs> plus one. Now for this week's feats of endurance. So this week's winner is Marcus Russell. He ran the Solentuna Winter Half in Solentuna, Sweden, over the weekend and finished in second place male. All the more impressive by his left spike breaking after the first 1K of quote unquote running on ice portion of the race. Yeah. I've never seen that advertised in a in a uh-huh. race anywhere, only in Sweden. <laughs> Crazy Strava. Now if you're thinking, well, Marcus Russell, this sounds familiar. He's half of Team German Sparkle Party, who we interviewed just eleven episodes ago in episode one fifty two. So check that out. Link in the show notes. Congratulations, Marcus, on your achievement. Basically the bromance versus bromance episode. That was. We were that was a lot of bromantic bromantic episode. Which is also fitting for uh, you know Valentine's Day. It is. It was a bromantic thing. If you want to get really bromantic or uh chick mantic? Mantic. Mantic in Just general. Mantic. Uh head on over to our Strava Club. Search low tie boys, join everyone over there for kudos and whatnot. Now for this week in swim run. All right, now for the news. The swim running world was stunned this past week by the news that Attila co-founders and race directors Michael Lemo and Matt Scott were stepping away from the company after 17 years. Soon after the news broke, swim runners from all over the world began paying tribute to their legacy and impact both within the sport of swim run and in their environmental work. A few days after this announcement, Attila announced through a press release and stating that Stefan Bjorklund will act as a new race director for the company. According to the release, and I quote, Stefan's experience in the swim run sport is extensive. He worked at the very first Utila event in 2006, won Utila Uta in 2013, and raced Utila, the swim run world championship, seven times. So, I mean, at least they, they're they essentially hiring run. from within yes. <laughs> in a certain way. While it certainly feels like an important chapter in the history of the sport that we all love is ending, we remain hopeful for the future as this new chapter begins. As it always has been, it's up to all of us to continue what Michael and Mott started 17 years ago and work with Stefan and the rest of the team of Attila to keep growing our community. Finally, on a program note, we are planning on interviewing Stefan for the show soon, so stay tuned for that conversation. And we're, we're going to be hard-hitting journalism. We're going to ask the questions. Yeah, we'll be asking questions. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what what do we what do we say about Michael and Mott's? They have laid an amazing foundation for the sport of swim run, and mm-hmm. really the thing that keeps grasping us and keeping us grasped is uh, the sense of adventure that we get during the sport, and then most importantly, the community aspect of it. And the community aspect is not exclusive just to Attila branded events you know it's mm-hmm. the swim run community whether it be odyssey whether it be the Folsom swim run or yeah. rockman it doesn't matter where you're doing swim run the community is what makes swim run so amazing mm-hmm. um and so what we're going to be trying to do and, and keep doing is keep carrying carrying that torch and that that beacon of of the community uh forward and, and yeah. keep growing it in the way that we all really enjoy it which is we like how it is now everyone's supportive inclusive 
uh, of everyone, and that's what we love about it. So we're going to sure. we're going to keep pressing on with the good work that that Michael and Mott's laid down for for nearly two decades on swim run. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that what what they built, it's up to us. And we've mentioned this on social media all over the place. You know, it's up to us to continue. And I think that we need to work with Atala and other race directors and just tell them what, what we're looking for. What we're looking for is just, as you mentioned, like a amazing sense of adventure and beautiful places, um, places that are challenging and this, and this aspect where, where it is about the community. It is about the environment. It is about, uh, you know, leaving it better than you found it kind of, you yeah. know, kind of vibe and, you know, I think what Chipper, what you were alluding to, the fact that you go to pretty much any swim run and it's the same vibe, yeah. and then you show up at Atala, it's, it's the vibe just like on steroids because it's just, you know... It, it's like super concentrated. It's part kind of it. Of, yeah. it's, it's it's baked into the sport. And I and I noticed that, you know, I remember telling you I had this epiphany when we were in Sweden. It's like, of course the sport is this way. Every single person we've been interacting mm-hmm. here is that way. Just super welcoming and just honest and you know, help willing to help out, except, you know, when the race starts and ends, they get after it like yeah, everyone else. But as soon as yeah. the race is over, you're, you're, you're back. And, you know, I know, I know I speak for a lot of people that they're worried when we, when we got the news, Yeah, but, um, you know, but I'm, I'm, I'm feeling reassured and I'm hopeful. And I think that, you know, the legacy that Michael and Mott's leave the shadow that they cast is enough to, to cover all of us for, for a very long time. Yeah. But, were I got nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for this week. Reach out to us if there's any swimmer news you'd like for us to share on the show. Yes, time for a little show business. So, Partners Month is being supported by our friends at Precision Fuel and Hydration. They have a new update to their planning tool. So, it's a free online race nutrition planning tool that to help you prepare for whatever your fueling needs are going to be for race day or even that that big training session they have a specific swim run activity now mm-hmm. and if you're doing uh hokey cokey they even have that race built in there so they know the distances and the legs and and all that sort of stuff so if you need uh hydration and or fuel to go with your new plan for race day and training use the code low tide 23 or click on the link in the show notes, and it's going to take you right to their their website where you can save 15% off your first order. So excited. We've we've we got our shipment in. We'll uh we'll drop a little IG IG look at, at what we got, but um I, I'm I'm looking forward to some the the foundation building or cracking out those. Yeah, those well I, I recently just started yeah, taking I, I, I mean I, last... I, t- I took a big hiatus from um you know, after Atala, yeah, I was kind of gelled out. <laughs> it was like uh, my first gel after Atala. I was like, I'm either gonna vomit immediately after eating this, or it'll be totally fine. And, it, and that would have been it any was gel. totally fine. But yeah, a few months later, it was was a was a yeah. good good break. Um, yeah, I'm stoked for it. Absolutely. Now on to this week's conversation with Sarah and Matt, Team Landshark. Yeah, well, Sarah and Matt are the best. Full stop. Yeah. We love their enthusiasm for Swim Run and really like just the positive vibes that they're always bringing to the table. In this conversation, we chatted about their Swim Run origin story, favorite, favorite easy sort of softball question yeah. to ask to, for any guest, um, the magic that they experienced at their first event at Orcas Island. We got some solid gold partner tips and a whole lot more. We really love this conversation and we say this a lot, but we know you will as well. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was so great. We've, that that first time meeting with them on Orcas, 
was 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 a great interaction. Yep, and it it even forged a uh, a, a guarantee, the Low Tide Boys guarantee mm-hmm. with Matt. You'll hear spoiler alert. It's a merch, a <laughs> merch, merch related, merch related. So you can hear more about that. <laughs> Um, there, but we're we're good on our guarantee uh, to Matt and his uh, his head coverings. Um, but yeah, such such awesome just outlook and just general like you they just love being out there and just any any adventure that that comes along they're they're not afraid of it and a, a good team name to boot you can't you can't go wrong Great with that. Team name. So without further ado, I think we need a bigger boat because we're going to kick it over to Team Landshark, Sarah and Matt. Nice one. Donna. Donna. No distress signal had been sent. (laughs) All right. So we're kicking off Partners Month, and we're super excited to have Team Landshark on the show. We're talking about Sarah Monk and Matt Murray, OG fans of the show, coming all the way from Colorado. Welcome, guys. Thanks. Thanks. Well, we're super. Yeah, there (laughs) there it is. Um, We're super excited to have you guys on. We first met you at Orcas Island in 2021. And I can totally remember it clear as day. Yes. We're packet pickup. And I go to Chipper. I was like, hey, man, look at that guy. He has like a low type boys hat that's super worn. Oh, my God. Like he must have been wearing that thing since he got it. And pack a pickup ended. We're going back to our house, which was very strategically placed for for promotion. And we saw that you guys were just sitting, checking out like the water or whatever. So we're like, hey, let's go up to them and chat them up. And yeah, that's how that's how we met you guys. Um, tell us a little bit about how you discovered Swim Run and when you got the bug. Yeah, so that was our first race um, up at Orcas. We picked a good one to start with. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we were really excited to be up there. It was really pretty. Um, but, yeah, that that race, uh, I'd been training in that Low Tide Boys hat for uh, every every run, every post-swim, everything, wow. trying to tell as many people as possible. Like, this is the sport that we need to get everybody started into. Um but uh, Sarah kind of got us into the sport. I can let her talk about that. Yeah, so I found swim runs like a long, long, long time ago. And, um, and I was like, wow, look at these crazy people. Too bad it's a partner thing. I don't have anybody to do it with. Um, and then Matt came to me earlier in 2021, and he was like, I, I need something to train for. It's like, I've been out of it for a really long time. Mm-hmm. You do races. I need something to train for. What do, what do we got? And um, so I said you know, there are these things called swim runs where you swim and you run and you swim and you run. And he's like, well, I don't run. And I was like, well, it's time to learn how to run. <laughs> yeah, I, I said, I needed, I needed a challenge, something that would like get me back in. I, I swam in high school and then I played water polo in college. Okay. And so it was just a, a point that I was like, I need something to do. I need to get back into competing in something. So this, this was our way back in. Wow, you, yeah. so you picked after, a- after that, Matt found uh Orcas. And I, I was like, really? You want to start with this one? He was like, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait, I thought you didn't like running, and then you picked the one with the, the most running. <laughs> yeah, I, I looked at it, and I was like, the elevation gain on this is going to work for us because we're from Colorado, so let's go do it. And then uh, <laughs> I remembered that I wasn't a runner. <laughs> <laughs> 
love but, it. But uh, it's a great, great place to hike as well. Uh, speaking from experience <laughs> in Orcas uh, during the race. Um, so yeah, it's a one, beautiful place. That one climb uh, up Constitution is. Uh, that was a hike. It was, it was a hike for sure. <laughs> yeah, soul crushing for some. Awesome. Yeah, I was I was feeling pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I said for some, for some, it was soul crushing. I just saw myself being lowered further into the grave. Um, yeah, we, we thought we were doing pretty good, and then the the Concho boys were just like crushing up that mountain. We were like, "Where are you guys from?" They said Colorado, and we were like, "Oh man, this is the problem." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well, one Concho boy in particular who we call Captain America. It's almost unfair for you know he's just like a freak of he's, nature. Yeah, he's quite the specimen. Yes, absolutely, <laughs> and. And so you all fully immersed into the Low Tide Boys episode, so you probably hear a lot about it, but um, that was your first kind of swim run experience. When did, uh, when did the magic of it really unfold f- for you all? Oh, good question. I think um, learning like all of the equipment and stuff um, was kind of once you get all of that and you start getting comfortable – um, we, we had one or two swims. It was like very difficult learning how to tether and, uh, learning pacing and stuff. Um, but a- after the first couple, we were kind of bought in, we were like, she can crush it on land. I can crush it pretty good in the water. And so, uh, nice. yeah, I, a- after we kind of got used to pacing each other and not killing each other in the two opposing things, um, <laughs> <laughs> each just yelling slow down <laughs> there was a lot of that yeah well, a, a couple uh sight betters um from the back um, yeah you know what i will say the uh backseat driving from a swim perspective is i'm like hey if you want to control it why don't you get your ass up here <laughs> i mean i like i like backseat driving and staying in the back so uh yeah this is, uh, you know, this doesn't be Chipper and I's uh, team therapy session or anything like that. But, uh, but yeah, so, so, so you do Orcas. It's obviously an amazing experience. Um, what was it about the experience sort of as a whole that made you guys feel like, all right, we think we found the thing that we want to do together and keep exploring the sport? I think we just realized that like it takes both of our strengths swimming and running and um, it evens us out pretty well and uh, really plays off of both of those strengths. Um, Cause there's nothing else like this where it, it fit us really well and you don't need a ton of equipment. You can travel and do them really easily. All you need is, you know, one, one extra bag. Maybe you don't have to ship yeah. a bike. You don't have to bring a bunch of other stuff and, um, and they're fun and they're different. And, uh, like I'm super injury prone as well. And so doing something where it's shorter runs and swims intermittently is really good for my body. It keeps me healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's just, it fit really well. I just really wanted to be able to swim again and doing, do something endurance based, but, um, I didn't like the idea of doing 10 K straight open water swims. We have a bunch of people from Colorado out here that get into those a lot. And, uh, it takes it takes uh, a special type of person to want to be in the water that long straight, uh, um, but yeah, I I had never done any distance running before, so um, 
at Orcas, I kind of figured out that it was possible and I could, uh, fight through a little bit more than I thought I could in the runs. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. And, and, you know, at, this is partners month after all. And, and Chris and I definitely acknowledge we have a, a super situation where we're basically neighbors. So we have the opportunity to train together a lot. And I think that's some, something that is really cool about Swarmland. You have these, these polars, right? You have, Hey, we're neighbors. We train together every day if we wanted to. And then you have people that never met them, never trained with them, and they still do a race together. Where all do you find, where all do you land on that spectrum of sort of training and just general endurance activities as a, as a partnership? Well, we live together. So we're uh, more neighbors. <laughs> yeah, we, um, we started uh, training kind of separately. Um, I started on like a return to run protocol because I hadn't yeah. run. Um, like so a couch to five k we Yeah, at, at that point, it was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At, at that point, we were doing things kind of separate, um, and then. I don't know, a few months in, we started doing everything together. Um, We do all of our training runs together. We swim together. We are uh, both swim coaches, so we take advantage of being at the pool all the time. So we we have a lot of training swims after practices and before practices, and we set up our cots at the pool. And (laughs) So, yeah, we, we try to do as many of our training sessions as possible together just it makes it a little bit easier easier to force ourselves to do the bad days Mm -hmm. yeah i mean well that brings up i mean i think something that chipper and i really appreciate about our relationship swim run and otherwise is the sort of the accountability piece Mm -hmm. where it's Mm -hmm. like even if we're training separate or you know if i gotta do something early because of my work schedule like I know Chipper's good for it, and if I got to be at the pool at five thirty, and he just doesn't need to do that, I'm like, well, don't do that if you don't need to. <laughs> you can go at seven thirty, have at it, Hoss, right? Um, but I, but I know he's going to get it done, um, and I feel like it, it motivates me to make sure that I'm I'm holding up my end of the piece. Is that do you feel that way as well? Yeah, definitely. It's a little bit of a double edged sword, though, because mm-hmm. living together, we can just be like, oh man we kind of feel like crap today. Do you just not want to <laughs> We're kind of like, Oh, but we need to yeah. push each other back up. But. There, there's always one of us. that's like, <laughs> no, this is actually necessary today. Like you can't keep getting behind. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's nice because we know like we do a lot of backpacking in the summer and mm-hmm. hiking and climbing. And so we, uh, we use that as part of our training to kind of give us something different, especially the hiking stuff. Um, we're planning on going over to Norway this summer to do Rockman. Um, so the, the climbing and hiking this summer is going to be pretty crucial in that, I think. But, uh, we, we know when somebody is out doing that stuff, we're with them. So we know it's actually happening and (laughs) the training's still (laughs) happening. So, uh, we, we usually try and do like a three or four day backpack or a week long backpack trip every summer and, crush out some miles during that. So it just gives us like something else to do. And it's easier to stay accountable when you're switching things up. Yeah. I was going to say from your, from your, your all's Instagram. I mean, it's such a a spectacular, uh, adventures you are. It seems all the, all you just get out and, and you're, you're, you're enjoying nature, 
which is mm-hmm. the same thing that you do during a swim run. So it probably makes a lot of sense about why uh, you all sort of clicked with it. Um, mm-hmm. um, so well there, but, um, yeah. And obviously you have a lot of experience understanding when, uh, your partner is, uh, maybe not in the best way or having a bad time and, and how th- that sort of ebbs and flows because you have a lot of activity time and hours, uh, together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We've, we've gotten used to like the, uh, when, when somebody needs gel or nutrition or <clears throat> any of that, um, we've dealt with like altitude sickness a little bit between us and how to deal with all of that. And so, yeah, we kind of have a good baseline for what's going on during races. Nice. That's, I mean, that's important. I mean, I think when we're talking about partnerships, like looking out for each other is important, but also you kind of have to know yourself and what you're capable of. So, mm-hmm. so being able to look out for your partner is almost just as important as being able to look out for yourself for, for this type of stuff. Um, I'm curious. So, so, so you do orcas, you have that, just like run us through what your thought process is like after your first event, like, are you guys like we're in, this is our sport now. Um, what races did you think about you want to do next? I mean, we just, you just mentioned Rockman, which we'll get into that later. Um, but, but tell us a little bit about sort of your, your arc within the sport, like after orcas. I think we were pretty hooked. We finished orcas and we were like, okay. What's next? What what else is out there? Let's let's research some more. Let's figure out some other places that we can go. And so we ended up doing. Um, uh, Last year we did Lake, Lake James, yeah. and then we did uh, Mackinac. Mackinac. Um, and so, I mean, after the race, the night of the race, we're like dead all on our phones. <laughs> it was uh, us and our parents in a cabin together, all looking at our phones, trying to figure out what's the, where the next one was going to be. What the next <laughs> nice. Was. So we were hooked. Uh, they were pretty hooked because they were like, where are you guys going to take us next? <laughs> so it, it was, uh, yeah, it, as soon as the race ended, we were ready for the next one. Um, nice. Nice. We were, we we're pretty stoked about it. So, yeah. And then like James, uh, which would have been in 22, right? Last year. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. We were there. We were there, yeah. right, Chris? Yeah. yeah, we were there. Yes, we were there. <laughs> and we, we saw them there. We also saw them there. And, uh, but that's a, again, you know, a totally different style of a swim run compared to Orca. So uh, you had your, your mountains and your hills and your alpine swims, and then you go to kind of more of the point to point with some, Matt, we had a long, we had an eight mile run in there. At one point, how did you how did you fare for the for the long there, run? In there, was, there was a long, long one in there. Um, <laughs> we we did pretty good. We were coming out of like a couple of injuries going into that race, so we uh, we took the eight mile a little bit easier than we probably could have, which yeah. was really nice for me. I'm sure that she wasn't super happy about it, but we uh, <laughs> we we took that one pretty easy. Um, I was really happy for the long swims and then we got into the long swims and they were a little shorter than what we thought. Yeah. And we were real sad about that one. I was like, we're going to make up a lot of time on this swim. And then we got into like a section of islands and we thought we missed an island. And then we were freaking out that we were missing an island for about 45 minutes. <laughs> wow. Then, 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 we got, then we got into uh, the final section that we did as the, the training run the day before with oh, you yeah, guys. Oh, yeah, the shakeout. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and 
we got into that section and we're like, okay, we know where we are. We know we've done everything, but we still don't know where that one Island is. And it was supposed to be like <laughs> a 50 yard swim. And I think it was maybe like a little lagoon that we crossed, but yeah, we, we got into a section in that race that was, we we definitely were lost for a solid 30, 45 minutes. Well, yeah, you know, we I mean, we, we definitely didn't get lost, but some of those swims that we thought were going to be super long, sort of like towards, um, I'm already forgetting what it was called, like the finger, the finger lakes, the finger yeah. islands or whatever they were called. Mm-hmm. Um, like we just thought they were going to be way longer and we get out on this island and Chipper, I think you were like, yeah, oh, well, like, that was short. Yeah. And- yeah. I, I was starting to swim past it and somebody on the beach was like waving me in and I was like, no, there's no way that I've finished this swim yet. <laughs> yeah. 400 to go or 300 or something, yeah. you know, um, yeah, on, on some of our really long swims, we'll we'll set our watch so every 500 yards it beeps at us, and we can switch if we want to. Um, and that one, I I had gotten through almost the entire swim, and I was they started waving us in. And I was like, we haven't even switched yet. I was <laughs> I was getting ready to switch. <laughs> so yeah, we we thought that that one went really well though. Um, it, it was a nice, uh, change. It didn't have all of the crazy elevation so we could actually run all of it, not hike it, but mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. And how do you feel like your, you know, your swimmer and IQ? I mean, I know for us, like pretty much every race, you're just kind of leveling up. Um, especially when you're first starting out those first yeah. two or three races, it's just like, you're like doubling, tripling. It feel you know, you're just really gaining a lot of experience there. Yeah. Do you guys yeah. feel that way? Yeah, our our big thing was transitions. Um, it still mm-hmm. is. Um, just learning how to more efficiently transition. The the first race, we trained it super hard before the first one. We were like, we're not going to mess up transitions. We're going to know how to do this. As coaches, we were like, these are the things that gain and lose time. So yeah. we're going to focus on this. And we got there and it was, you, you don't know until you do it the first time. Uh, um, like what do I do with my hands? Yeah, 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 yeah. We got into a big "what do you do with your hands" situation. Yeah, we in that in that race in particular, there's just so many, and so there was this one um, pair of guys, and they we would pass them on the runs, and we would they would like transition so quickly out of the water and everything that we ended up being almost the exact same time. And um, it was like, like these guys are not faster than us. Well, how are they so close? And it was just like, I watched them do their transition and I was like, oh, that was it. That, there it was. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is pretty, it's sort of the, the third discipline, if you will. And I know people have s- sort of said that about triathlon being the fourth tra- uh, transition in, in triathlon. But I mean, swim run, it, it really is because it, it, if you spend an extra 30 seconds and you have 56 of them, mm-hmm. that's a lot. <laughs> That's yeah. an extra hour you're out there, uh, basically, mm-hmm. uh, diddling around, get your pool buoy back and, back and forth. Um, yeah. Um, so, so for Lake James, I felt like we did pretty good. Um, and then we went into Mackinac last year. The probably month, month and a half before that one, um, we were – I was training kind of solo on the runs for that one, and we were swimming together. Sarah went into that one with a pretty, pretty good Achilles injury. So we were just kind of hoping that we were going to get through that one. Um, we ended up uh, doing pretty well for where we were at. Um, we, we were shooting for 
a specific time and then we kind of scrapped that going into the race with all of the injury stuff going on. Um, but that race ended up actually turning out really well. Um, the swims were really fun in that one. Um, that was awesome. You get put in a washing machine in a couple of them, and that was pretty fun. That's fun. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, be, being from Colorado and not having, like, waves, waves of any kind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know of any oceans that make it over to Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, at least. yeah so, so getting into some of the more wavy sections as, like, a sh- stronger swimming group, that was fun to kind of break through waves and see kind of the – catastrophe that is those wave sections (laughs) (laughs) yeah and and you just touched on it a little bit but i mean chris and i we've talked to many many partners and and teams over the years but one thing that we really is find consistent between really good strong partners is that they're very aligned with with sort of their goals and Mm -hmm. i heard you mention oh you had a you had a time goal but you kind of threw that out love to kind of hear how you all what your process is or, or how you approach races from a partnership perspective. Cause it sounds like you have a very great partnership uh, and you really enjoy doing swim runs. So enlighten the rest of everyone in partners month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of develops over training. So we'll kind of start, we'll look at the course. We'll kind of determine, you know, what we think that our estimated time can be. And, um, from there, we'll train and we'll just kind of see how training goes. If we're feeling really good, we're like, oh, maybe we can go a little bit faster. Maybe we can push a little bit harder. Sorry, we've got a Malibu. <laughs> um, and then, you know, leading up to race day, if one of us gets injured, we have to be totally willing to revamp our plan um, just for safety's sake. So uh, going into um, Mackinac, we were doing pretty good. And then randomly I got, I tore my Achilles. And so I was working with a PT just trying to get me back. Like I wasn't even walking six weeks before race. And, um, he had me in there doing dry needling and doing all of the stuff. And I was like, do you think that I can start this? Like, do you think that we should even go? And he's like, well, I think we can get you to the finish or get you to the starting line. And then it's up to you if you get to the finish line or not. I was like, okay, all right, okay. That doesn't seem very helpful. I'd, I'd want my PT to be just yes or no, dude. Is this, gonna, I know. Is this a yeah. good idea or a bad idea? <laughs> he was like, well, when you come back, we can figure it out. <laughs> Whatever happened. So like um, you have insurance. It's fine. <laughs> we, so, she, she made a ton of progress over her PT. So uh, she, she went into it. We, we had le- at least done like a few little training runs and stuff. Um, yeah. So she, she had at least tested it and made sure it was going to – hopefully hold out. But. I think the longest run at Mackinac was like just over three miles. So oh, yeah, perfect. that, that made it really nice. We, we had a bunch of five K's in that race and it wasn't anything too, too crazy. And yeah. we had a few walks on Hills and stuff that we could get, get through and make sure we didn't have any, anything bad happen. But uh, yeah, yeah, I think, I think like having a background in coaching has helped us a lot. Um, we, we have to train our kids on, making goals and setting goals and making sure that they're achievable. And and sometimes you have to change that. And so I think that that's been like really big for us and having just that background of, of knowing kind of key goal setting things. Um, Mm -hmm. But for that race uh, doing the 
I think our goal was it four hours. Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our our goal we we had went through and calculated like every run with the elevation, how how we we're gonna make it through all of them, and uh, so we we tried to hold our swim goals a little bit faster on that race. Um, we we kind of switched the uh, main main thing we were focusing on to swimming and just trying to crush as many of the swims as we could, um, and then we. We just slowed down the runtime. So, mm-hmm. yeah, in that race too, there was just a lot of checking in. It was every segment. It was like, yeah. how's it feeling? How's it going? Um, like, where are you? And I would, you know, check in back and just be like, oh, I can't feel it right now. Like, nothing, nothing feels bad. And there's just one segment where it was like kind of rolling hills. It was like the third or fourth one, and um, it was like, oh, I kind of feel it on the hills. I think, I think we just need to walk the uphill, and I can run the downhill. Okay. And um, honestly, I think what saved me in Mackinac with an Achilles injury, most of the hills are stairs. So rather than uh, having the extra stress on the Achilles going up yeah. with that ankle, um, it was just like flat stepping. So it was more of like your quads and hamstrings, which was a whole other thing. <laughs> but but um, I think it, it really helped out like long, long term in the race. So yeah. Did you guys have fudge I, in your uh, in your kits for for nutrition? Did we what? Did you did you pack in some of the Mackinac fudge for uh, oh my gosh oh god no <laughs> <laughs> it was during the fudge festival though yeah <laughs> they have a fudge festival of course yeah, fudge yeah the fudge festival was happening the same day as the race so we were like oh. trying to avoid that at all costs until the race was done um, yeah no but we 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 got fudge after the race for sure yeah. and uh, Sarah found vegan fudge on the island Ooh. which was. I didn't know it was a thing, so that was pretty <laughs> cool. Um, so, like cashew based? I have coconut no milk, idea. Maybe coconut. Yeah, no. oat milk. Sure. The oat milks are oat is goat for alternate milks. True. Just, yeah, definitely. You know which 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 alternative milk is? It's just like poo poo now. Soy milk. So it's it's like fuck soy. Yeah, <laughs> basically, where people are at with it. I know. If I was the soy marketing team, I would be <laughs> sweating like, bullets. They screwed up. Yeah, they like screwed up big time. We got an oat coming for us. <laughs> Even almond on some level. Like yeah. oat is just where it's at. Oat is goat. Like you oat said. is goat, man. It's a great. Any hoodle. Sorry about I, that. I, 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 thought, I thought Sarah was going to fight you on the almond thing, but she didn't say anything. <laughs> I like almond milk. I'll go almond all day. Like, cause the oat thing, like I like it, but it's also like, it's a little too trendy. An almond just. <laughs> it's very trendy. Or like good? homemade oat milk. Yeah. Yeah, they've gotten into homemade oat milk a lot, and uh, oh, homemade uh, cashew milk. Yeah, and, thing. and hemp wow. milk is now a big thing out here in Colorado. Not surprised. Um, There's a lot of similarities between California and Colorado. We got yeah. hemp milk and uh-huh. all sorts of nut milks. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I think yeah, the, the just like f- flowing. I guess it's not liquid, but just like marijuana, just flowing everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hemp flowing everywhere. Hemp all over the place. So, obviously, it, sorry it, about that. Really, there's a, that's our advertisement for oat milk. Thanks, everyone. Um, you, you clearly have have good good communication pre race, talking about kind of your goals, and I think this is what really sets up your your partnership for success. You're you, you're getting on the same page about your goals. And how they are are changing, you know. If if Matt still had, if you had the goal of like, oh, we want to hit uh, four hours or whatever, and you're gonna do that, whether uh, Sarah is can do it or not, I mean, you would have had a wildly different.
different race outcome than what you said that you you said it ended up turning to be a really fun and great experience for you because you were communicating so well and those check-ins during the race mm-hmm. i know chris and i that's something that we uh regularly and and are always doing and i i think we both find it to be really helpful um during the race any anything else from a partnership perspective um that that you all really really think helps your enjoyment of the race uh, i would say that that race i got into the situation where i was maybe pushing it more than I should have just because I was like, I can't be the reason that we mess this up because her Achilles is messed up. So I, I can't be the one that says stop somewhere. Um, yeah. So, so that was something we kind of talked about after there was definitely a spot that I was hurting pretty good. And I was like, no, this can't be me that stops this race today after like fighting to get where we are. So we, we had a big long talk about that after um, just um, making sure that both people were taken care of doesn't matter kind of the situation. Um, you know, I call that um, uh, weakest link syndrome. Like, you just don't want to be the weakest link. Mm-hmm. Um, I've definitely felt that. Like, Chipper's always been a stronger swimmer than me. And it's just like, Marginally. I just can't, you know, I just can't be the weakest link. I can't be the reason why this thing goes sideways, you know. And it's, it, it's hard, yeah, and it requires communication. And I think some of that, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts on it, like, Chipper and I, like, where at this point we're beyond friends, we're brothers. I love him. I care about him. I want, you know, I want us to have a great experience, but I want, you know, I don't want anyone to get injured or hurt or anything like that. And a lot of our decisions during races kind of comes from that perspective, which is like, all right, well, what, what's the best thing for him in this moment? And how can I support him to do the best he can? And how can he support me to do the best I can? And it's almost like implicit, like Mm -hmm. we don't really talk about that stuff, but it's just, it's always there. Like, if he needs anything, it's happening. Um, if I need anything, it's happening. And it's just, you just have to announce it. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. Declare. Is, yeah, declare. Like, I declare uh, a walk break. Thank I you. I need a walk <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, exactly. It's like, I need one of your gels right now. Yeah, here you go, buddy. Um, I'm curious, like from you guys, you've done a couple of races now. You, you definitely have a sense of what it's like to kind of be in the heat of a race. Do you feel like your communication is kind of on that level? Yeah, I do. Um, I think if any of us, if either of us needs something, the other one is always really willing to be like, okay, like totally, whatever you do, especially, um, you know, we've dealt with a lot of injuries. And so if, um, if one of us is like, you know, I don't, I don't know if I can really push pace this hard. Like I can, I can feel something happening. The other one is, is always like, you know, we have more of these, like this is, this is not going to be the only one. Mm-hmm. It's not the only opportunity. We have to kind of think about long-term situations and you know are you gonna uh, mess it up um so badly that we can't carry on in the future or you know let's drain it back a little bit and finish this one out however it ends I, i would say probably the biggest thing i i overheat a lot and so uh we is it the beard do you think I mean, maybe. So, so here's the thing, though. If I have the beard, I know I'm going to get at least one picture throughout the race. If I cut the beard, I don't know. So, best beard and swim run. I'm just going to announce it right now. Bestow that uh, upon you. So, um, yeah, we at aid stations. She will a lot of times like tell me I need to fill up a flask, or she carries the flask sometimes. Um, but it's. I think pretty noticeable when we need something and the other person catches on pretty quick. Um, there was spots in orcas where it was like, 
it feels like there's no longer color outside. And then we would get to an aid station and get gels and food and stuff. And I was like, oh, this is what the saturation of this actually is supposed to look like. Like the Wizard of Oz. (laughs) (laughs) Technicolor. Yeah, so that's so a, after that's a good that topical race, reference for you know that's yeah. that's a really I mean that's a great analogy yeah I mean that's you know, analogy metaphor I don't know what it is but it's a great way to think about it like yeah it's like you're just down no color in the world and all of a sudden you just spring back to beautiful beautiful life and start yeah, skipping yeah, right what, down the yellow brick road <laughs> since that happened to both of us like both of us had that situation I think uh, was the second mountain picket. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Both of us on picket almost at the same time had kind of that situation happen, and you uh, you get your gels and nutrition. And you're like, oh, this is what this is supposed to look like. So from that point forward, we kind of had a baseline of if either of us start acting that way or uh, start seeing that, we know kind of what's going on. Yeah, just if, like, we're, uh, just if we're that bad off. <laughs> yeah, we've uh, you know I'm sure everyone's heard about my nutrition was over over the course of my swim run legacy career whatever you want to call it but um we've been implementing these like nu- nutrition check-ins every 20 minutes mm-hmm. or not even like a time-based interval but if i'm taking a hit of gel i'm just saying i'm just now chris i'm having a gel yeah. and vice versa <laughs> he'll shout over his shoulder gel time Perfect. And that, and that's like, actually carried over in a lot of things. Like I let Chipper know I rarely drink, so I let Chipper know when I'm having a beer. I'll just text him as like, Hey, I'm having a beer. He'll be like, Watch out world. You know, type of thing. Like give your wife your keys quick. <laughs> but uh, I yeah, I mean I, I think that, that, that stuff works. What's that? I said I thought oh. that was an invite. I'm, I'm having a beer. He's like, Thank you, neighbor, I'm coming. <laughs> I'll be right over. Yeah, I mean, usually it's like, oh, we had people over, so we have beers. Can you come over here and help me drink them? Because they're just going to sit in my fridge for four months. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think, like, that that's such a good piece of the communication. Like, just making it, with Swim Run in particular, so much of this stuff, the more you can create a little routine for it and not have to think about it and it just becomes just part of your process, the more you can sort of be in the environment and sort of be in nature and sort of be in the experience and we found that that also works with nutrition. Timer goes off 20 minutes. I just let Chipper know I'm taking a gel. He's a grown-ass man. He can do what he wants, but he should probably take a gel too. And he knows that, so I don't need to tell him that. And we just and we definitely did that, I think, at World Championships. we It was almost like too much. It was just like I was just giving him like the state of Chris address like every half hour. Just like, I'm just letting you For know what's happening. You know, <laughs> I'm just letting you, you know what's going on. <laughs> And just uh, and just kind of oversharing, even though like he was running fine, I'd be like, "How are you doing? How's everything feeling?" It's obviously doing well, but I'm just like, "Let's just make this the routine for this." Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that like, you know, for Partners Month this year, I mean, I'm not sure if people even enjoy Partners Month or whatever it is, but I think like getting the different perspectives from teams is just really helpful to f- kind of figure out and iterate into what's going to work for you and your teamwork, or if you're looking for a partner, what to look for in a partner. So I'm curious if you guys have any um, sort of advice for folks that are looking for a partner or already have a partner on like how you can have this good communication dynamic. Um, I think being aware of what's going on with yourself is really important. I mean, you have to know like, Oh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm dragging a little bit. I need food to be able to say I need food, you know? So I yeah. think that kind of back and forth feedback is training, training with each other and just 
you know, being like, I think you might need food. And then the other person's like, Oh, you're right. Definitely need food. Um, and but learning what you yourself need as an athlete so that you can communicate that and ask for those things. Um, I think that's really important first step. Yeah. I think getting as many trainings in with the people that you're working with too. I mean, I, I know it works. I've seen a lot of people meet up with people at races and, have it work out. But I, I think like having those times that you're out on training runs or out when we're hiking and stuff and see, see something bad happen, you kind of have a much better idea of what is happening with that person. Um, you can send people your speeds for your overall hundred pace and your, your pace yeah. on land, but you, you don't ever really know what's going on with that person if you haven't seen it. Um, so we, we made it a point when we first started to do like every training possible together. Um, and it just like made us understand each other better, um, to the point that I know when we hike, she doesn't drink enough water. So every single time that I drink, I tell her that. And it's like, even when we're hiking now, it's not just when we're swim running, it's kind of all the time. So. A precision hydration works on hikes as well. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you guys are also a really great use case. Uh, it feels, at least from our perspective, a lot of people who are at least inquisitive about getting into swim run, especially the partnership aspect, are really concerned about, hey, I swim a one thirty hundred and I run a, a nine-minute mile. I need exactly Joe Schmo or Jane Schmo to run a nine-minute mile and do a one thirty in the pool that's not how you all are. And frankly, that's not how pretty much every swan run relationship that we've seen or partnership works. Um, and, and so, yeah, I mean, maybe if you could kind of speak to that and, and sort of try to help us uh, shed some of the, the assumption that you have to be a, a perfect match athletically to have a successful partnership in swim run. Yeah. For us, I mean, since, since my swimming pace is a little faster and her running pace is a little faster, um, it, it helps out that I don't have to kill myself on every leg. Like I, I feel like if we were exactly the same pace, we would push ourselves to our max pace every single run and swim. So it kind of helps pace you out that you're not going to kill yourself if you have somebody that's a little bit slower at the opposite leg. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it just kind of helps regulate yourself. So you're not overdoing it early. Um, I didn't come from an, an endurance background, so I was a sprint swimmer when I was younger. And so getting into this, it was like, I had to learn to pace long distance swimming. And, uh, so while I was doing that, I was also learning to pace my running out. Um, but it, it was helpful having somebody that was faster than me to push me during training runs. But also, it I think helps Sarah having somebody a little bit slower, so we can uh, like work off of each other in the race. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah, Love come it. race day, it's really nice to have somebody that you know is always going to be positive in a certain part of the race. So, like um, on the runs, I I come I have the running background, and so um, on the runs, I'm much more comfortable with what's going on and like what's happening. So it's easier for me to be like you know to chit chat and to talk yeah. back and forth and um, to check in and be entertaining. And then on the swimming, it's a lot easier for him to just kind of like take it, handle it. 
Yeah. yeah we, we both have our own little world of Zen. And when I'm swimming, it's, I, I get a little bit of a break and, uh, yeah. then she kind of pulls me through the runs. Um, there's definitely situations where she's asking me like philosophy questions while we're running in races to like keep my brain focused. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I, I I thought it'd be more like uh, Matt. You asking us like, is my beard still look, still looking good? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's like, it's like how, we haven't the beard seen look? the camera guy in about an hour. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So so looking forward, um, you mentioned you have Rockman coming up. Um, tell us a little bit how. Uh, I mean, that race is on our list. The climbing aspect of it. The obviously the majesty of it is is a huge draw. Yeah. Um, what was it about that race and, you know, that experience that made you guys want to sign up? Well, we started with orcas and in the U.S. <laughs> anyway, there's not really anything that's harder or more beautiful, I think. Um, so we're kind of just looking for that next one. And of course, Matt found Rockman. So, so um, you know, it's, it was essentially pretty close to the same distance as orcas, I think, but uh, a lot more elevation gain. Um and so we kind of have that baseline of orcas and uh, yeah, it just looked so pretty. We can't, we can't not do it. Yeah. We're relating to California and Colorado, we're kind of chasing the high of uh, our first yeah. race of orcas. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. That was your first love, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. So uh, we, we found Rockman and we saw the staircase and we saw some of the crazy swims and we were like, that is kind of what we drive to do is push ourselves to the limit and find the hardest things possible. And so we also figured out that we could do that race and get to go climb more mountains. So yeah, yeah, yeah it, it gives us a reason to be out in the mountains a little bit more. And so we, we won't awesome. ever say no to that. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be a big U S delegation going this year. There is, Yeah. Nice. We'll be nice. a good crew of people. Can't we're we're only taking credit for like eighty percent of the <laughs> of that. <laughs> if we have Colorado delegation, we'll start taking credit for them. Sweet. You should. There are we. There is many many Colorado. What Coloradians? Colorado. Coloradians. Colorado. Yeah, that uh, we've met over the years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, there's it's growing and it's growing in Colorado. That's for sure. We're trying. Man. More people. I, I coach masters, and so I try and talk as much about it as possible. And I've gotten, um, a couple of them went with us to like James, um, yeah. and a couple of them have gone in and done some other ones. Uh, swim run NC. There was, uh, yeah. some Colorado folks out there as well. Yep. From, uh, yep. They yeah. were mine. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, for me. Thank you. <laughs> Sarah pushes, uh, it on her master's group as much as possible. And then I, uh, I show up at all of their open water swim stuff. And uh, I just talk as much as possible about it until people feel like they have to do it. So right, it's like uh, I think we can get Matt to shut up if we just say yes. Yeah. <laughs> and but but I, I'd be like, all right, I'll shut up as soon as you show me verification of registration. Yeah. <laughs> For yeah, me, your confirmation. The people we're pressing to do it are all of like the ultra swimmers, and so. Uh, yeah, we we know they're crazy enough to do it. It's just convincing them to start running. So, yeah, I, I'm like a good case that it can happen. Like you the are whole good, time you I are was growing up, I said I will never run. I played soccer, and I was like, as soon as I was done playing soccer, I was not running again, and especially for a distance. 
So we, we've been yeah, like running for your this. life. Okay, but yeah. just running a five k because it's a Saturday and it's in town. No, fight or yeah. flight. Mm, fine. <laughs> yeah. So if if I could do it, they can do it. <laughs> Fair enough. I like it. I like it. Awesome. Fair enough. Well, it's been it's been really great chatting with you all, and this is Partners Month, so we'll uh, let's round it out with one nugget, one piece of advice for new or advanced Swimman partners that Sarah and Matt Team Landshark. What's your what's your one piece of advice that you're you're, you're going to give to partners on Partners Month? I think keep it fun. Don't put too much pressure on each other or yourself. Keep enjoying it. As long as you enjoy it, you're going to have a great experience and learn something, take something away. Yeah, I think I think swim run is such a easy sport to get excited for because it's in so many beautiful places. I mean, just don't forget that you're getting to go experience some amazing places and yeah. you get to push yourself and get into a little bit of type two fun while you're getting to <laughs> see some really, really amazing places. Um that, yeah. that definitely helps push us is we we would never be going to Norway if we weren't going there for Rockman. So, yeah, yeah. just make sure you're pushing yourself so you don't get there and don't know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, Love we it. Couldn't have said it better ourselves. And uh, thanks thanks so much for coming on. And, and really best of luck at Rockman. We'll, we will, of course, be cheering for you and see you at a couple races in the states hopefully yeah and thank well. and thanks so much for just being fans of the show i mean you guys have been og followers and just really appreciate you guys you know and wearing the wearing the hoodies wearing the hats i mean it's just thread means, there. means means the world to us really does yeah and we were chatting before the mics went on here about a potential potential low tie boys guarantee that if you sweat stain the crap out of your hat we'll just send you another one on the house <laughs> yeah. up to one just like a rei <laughs> Just like, I'm ready to make the hat trick happen. So, uh, <laughs> so we, we get number three. <laughs> maybe we call this the Matt policy because this is how. Yeah. After seeing his his hat, how in in such disarray and and uh, it was at, at Orcas, we had to we had to make sure he had a, a nice a nice freshie for himself uh, when he for a, you know night night out on the town and and if, night, and if you like that like style, that. I have one because when we did that original line of the patch hat, like. I gave one to my wife, and she's never worn it. So that one, uh, I'll put it in the mail for you if you if you, if you need it because she's not wearing it. Yeah, I, I kept one of them really clean for a long time, and then uh, the first one was just falling apart. <laughs> done. So th- then it was time to break in the second one. So yeah, we're we're just about shot. <laughs> All right, well, I have your address, so there'll be one in the mail shortly. Awesome, thanks, guys. Yeah. Well, All right, man, Sarah, it was great. Thank you guys so much. Really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, thank you guys. Yeah, thank you. All right, have a good one. Right, bye. Right. Bye. Well, that's it for this week's episode. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a review since that's the best way to help other people discover the show and the sport of swim run. Sign up for our newsletter at lowtideboys.com. That's boys with a Z. And check out our meme page at the Low Tide Boys on Instagram. If you have any suggestions for the show or questions for us, send us a DM or an email at lowtideboys at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Riding Easy Records for our show music and, of course, our wives for their support and tolerance of all our swim run activities, podcast, and other stuff. Yeah, other stuff. Other way stuff. To, way to keep it PG. 
Finally, you can support our efforts on Patreon. Until next time, get out there and go for a swim. Go for a run. Then another swim. Then another run. And then another swim. And then another run. And then just keep going. Until you're done. Until you're done. Or maybe can't stop stop. all stuff. (laughs) 